at the end of the day, when I'm on my snowboard and I'm like riding that East Coast ice, <laughs> I just rem- it's just a, the most humbling moment because it is just like the most freeing, creative feeling. Like I feel the most confident and creative on my board and outside of when I'm actually creating anything. This is Outside by Design, your all-access pass to the world of creativity in the outdoor industry. Welcome to the podcast, all you outdoor creatives. Um, I realize we keep forgetting to introduce ourselves in this season of the podcast, so my name is Lisa Slagle, and I own a creative agency called Wheelie. It's wheeliecreative.com, and we specialize in helping brands articulate and amplify what they stand for and how to use capitalism for good. We specialize in human-centered design, video-centered campaigns, and we also do a lot of trail system branding and mapping. So it is outrageously fun. And then we also do this podcast because we get to talk to very intelligent, creative people throughout the entire outdoor industry, and it's one of my favorite things to do. So... Today is an especially fun episode for me because I got to speak to Casey Callahan and she works at Burton as the design lead of product and creative. And so she is a genius. I absolutely enjoy speaking about snowboarding and creativity. And so obviously this was a conversation that I couldn't get enough of for those reasons on a personal level, but also Casey is so level-headed and she has such good perspective. The way that she speaks about her relationship to creativity as well as her relationship to using her own voice within a brand is magical. I think that anyone who leads a creative team can aspire to have someone with the vision and perspective of Casey. Like, I'm not joking. This woman is pure generosity and her approach is really, really admirable. Like, Wow. So I will not talk anymore. I will let you hear it for yourself because this episode is fire. Enjoy. Casey, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I am excited to talk to you. Yeah, excited to talk to you too. So the first question we ask every single person is to describe where you are and what you're looking at. Okay. Um, So I'm in a very small uh, room inside Burton at the moment that has a bunch of product samples and random clothes and clothing racks. Um, It's kind of the only place I could find peace where I know nobody will disturb me at the moment. So that's kind of where I'm hidden at the moment. Yeah, I was wondering what all those things are behind you. (laughs) Are those clothing racks? Yeah, they're like, so you can hang them and like measure and do fit stuff. Um, So luckily, it's pretty empty today. So I don't have a lot of people coming through. But that's fun. So you're the design lead and product creative at Burton. So what what does that mean? What do you do? That's a great question. Um, I so I'm kind of wearing a few hats at the moment. So About two months ago, I was actually um, a design lead within the marketing department um, here at Burton, and I recently made the switch over to product. So um, design lead and product is a new new role, but um, it's definitely been um, fast-paced ever since I started. So 
Um, basically, I um, design and come up with creative concepts throughout the hard goods, which is um, specific more to, to board graphics. So that's been the world I've been inside of for two months. Um, but previous to that, it was a lot of like the campaigns, the, the brand campaigns and um, a lot of the, the marketing tactics and stuff like that. So. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> I have like 9 million questions running through my head. Um, so how did, how did you get this job? Cause this is, I think a dream job. Yeah, I think, um, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> I think, uh, it's sort of beyond, um, anything I ever, ever thought would be possible within my mindset, just because, um, I grew up in a fairly small town in Oklahoma and, um, recreation wasn't really the outdoors recreation wasn't really a, a big deal there. Not that people didn't know they existed, but it wasn't um, a whole lifestyle. And if you would have told me then that I'd be doing this now, I would be, um, I'd probably ask you how, if I even know how to snowboard, if I even know (laughs) what that is. Um, so I think I'm still trying to figure out how I got here. I think, uh, when I left school in Oklahoma, I moved to Seattle and um, that opened up a lot of the outdoor industry world to me. I never worked in the outdoor industry there, um, but I did, you know, get to know um, some of the people there and getting to know just how important the outdoor industry is to the world and kind of the power it holds. Um, so I think that kind of got me on the right step to start looking. Um, I think Seattle just got too big for me um, in a lot of ways. And um, I started looking a bit more outward. And that's when I saw a designer role posted at Burton. And I was like, eh, whatever, I'll just apply. We'll see what happens um, without any thought process really behind it. And then um, a few months later, I get a call and I end up flying out for an interview. And um, that was the first time I'd ever even been to Vermont. <laughs> so I'm still shocked that I'm here, I think. Um, so I, to answer that question, um, I have no idea. <laughs> but I think uh, I started out doing U.S. Open graphics and uh, design for their uh, snowboard competition. Um, and then obviously COVID hit. So that turned into more of a, you know, a brand marketing role that... Uh, really took shape in working on Mind 77, which is this um, sub collection that Burton runs that's very product focused. So that doorway kind of led me to get to know some of the product people and sort of learn that there was an opening within product design. And that was a very long winded answer, but (laughs) basically that's how I got there. So your background is in graphic design. Yeah, I went to school for um, visual communication, which is just a fancy term for graphic design. And um, I think it was there I kind of figured out pretty quickly that my design style wasn't um, quite like people around me. I felt more inclined to be more illustrative and, um, you know, more concept driven rather than um, these like fine polished high-end designs, if that makes any sense. Um, I think that's where I kind of quickly figured out that process and um, 
I don't know, that side of design was much more interesting to me. And then I tried to play the role of being in like the advertising, very corporate world when I lived in Seattle. And and I, you know, soon figured out I couldn't keep holding in my design style. I had to keep finding outlets um, where I could do some more illustration and things like that. So I definitely, um, I definitely would say my focus within Burton is more the artistic, you know, illustrative side of things. Amazing. So have you designed board graphics? I have, yes. So since I'm newer to this um, side of the world, um, I, I have designed them and they're currently working through to be put into um, the market in two years because Burton runs two years ahead. So um, they won't be in the world for another two years, but I have been designing snowboard graphics. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. The day you get to like stomp on them and ride your own art around is going to be so exciting. I know. I'm so excited. It's it's funny too, though. I think any um, art artist or designer could agree that um, once you make something and then you look at it consistently and constantly, I think by that time I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I've looked at this <laughs> too many times, but hopefully it'll still be just as exciting. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you you get to kind of like express your weird, funky art artistic style at Burton. Where else does that get to show up in your job? Mm. And I love I love talking to creatives who work in house because it's like you're you, you're Casey, but you're also representing Burton, and then maybe you're even representing something more specific, like a snowboard family, or you know, like how do you bring your quirky style into a brand? Oh, that's such a good question. I think, um, you know, there's a really good balance with that because I think um, just like me, Burton is a breathing thing. So um, I have to respect that at times it needs me to focus more on what the whole brand itself is representing. Whereas like I can't always put my own take on everything. And I'm let me know if this doesn't really answer your question, but I think something I really try to do with Burton specifically is like allow it to really change my perspective on design. And so it's, it's already opened me up very quickly to trying things I would have never tried in the past. So what, whether that's like a concept I, or like a piece of art, I would have never thought I'd be capable of creating or um, a texture on, on a board or like a material finish. I wouldn't think possible it's pushed me in a lot of ways. So I like to think that I am hopefully doing the same for it. And I know like it, it is a company, but as like a brand Burton has created so many historical monumental things that um, I think it's in a very interesting stage in its life right now. Um, The snowboard industry has changed so much since like the early days. um, And I wasn't even, privy to those times, you know? So I think something I like to think is that I'm also contributing to Burton in a way where I bring um, maybe more of an outside bubble perspective. Mm. Um, Not ever snowboarding before I worked at Burton was a big thing. And, um, you know, being a part of a different culture in Seattle, a different culture in Oklahoma, I think has given me a bit of perspective to be able to, to contribute you know, new ways of thinking. So um, in terms of artistically, like visually, I think, 
you know, it's a, it's a compatible relationship and it's changing, but I think in terms of like the overall process and concept, um, I think I get to be able to bring more of like an understanding of what it looks like to pop your head outside of the Burton bubble every once in a while. So I hope I can bring that a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think you bring back when you go pop your head outside of the Burton bubble? Like what, Mm. almost like a golden retriever. What are you bringing back? Yeah. Well, something recently that has like kind of popped into my head um, is the fact that some people are buying these snowboards and it might be their only board for five, 10 years. I think when you live in Burlington or you live in the outdoor industry, if you live in a town that's very centered around being outdoors, um, a lot of gear is being bought continuously. And um, there's a lot of knowledge within the brand of knowing exactly which boards were what year, which um, graphics were when, um, which graphics have changed throughout the years, which is a very needed, necessary part of this brand and something I admire. But there's also the other side of um, a consumer that has maybe never tried snowboarding once in their life. And this is an overwhelming amount of information for them and they need a board that will just be their board for the next five years. So I try to bring us, I guess, more down to earth and sort of humanize that side of us because I think there is so much more out there. Like we, there's so many consumers out there that haven't even thought that snowboarding was possible for them. Um, So what if we made it, more possible. I guess that's where I kind of hope I can duck my head out and be like, what does somebody that's never tried snowboarding see when they see Burton? What do you hope they see or what do you want? I guess what's like something special that you bring to help change that vision? Mm. You know, and I'll, I'm going to like uh, out myself a bit here. I think that's something I want to work towards. I can't say like, yeah, I think that's something too with um, big companies and like people within those big companies. I think there's a lot of hope that that's where people already are at, um, that you've accomplished all the goals and you've tried everything possible to get to where you want to be, if that makes any sense. I think I am on the road to hope that we can bring more people in. And in terms of that, I think it's just more information on... um, or I guess more accessibility to each board. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I like to think that each of these boards are just like living, breathing personalities. And there's so much character to each board. If we could help explain that further or bring people more awareness to what board fits their body shape or what board is gender inclusive or what board is best for, um, what type of rider you are, beginner, expert, anything like that. Um, I think that there is definitely a lot of space for Burton to push that. Family Tree is our um, non-gendered board line. And so it allows for a lot of flexibility in who you are as a person. The board doesn't care um, what gender you are. The board doesn't care what size you are. It just cares that you're riding it. And so I think um, that is a huge, massive step we can keep taking towards bringing all types of people onto the boards. So 
As the owner of a creative agency, I believe that there are easier ways to do things sometimes. And when I see a situation that merits it, I always turn to Creative Market. Creative Market allows you to find standout fonts, hand-drawn icons, and all kinds of other creative goods. In fact, they have over 250,000 purchasable items to choose from. So they have something that fits your project. It saves you a lot of time and the quality is awesome. So go to the show notes, click on that link and explore Creative Market. I think you're in a really special place because snowboarding by nature is this really cool intersection of culture and art. And I hear you kind of expanding what snowboard culture can include in your vision. And I think that that's beautiful. I I honestly have never been a part of um, something that's such like a living, breathing thing where there's so much passion and so much um, history and like craft that takes place within these walls. It's, it is really magical to see. And I think um, it's easy to get, to take it for granted and to, to just be like, basically I think the people here are so talented and there's so much that can go into each board that um, to be able to bring people's more awareness to understanding what those boards are capable of is definitely something we have the power to do. And I think the industry in itself um, has tapped into so many different sectors, but I think it's just beginning. There's an endless stream of ideas and um, concepts that can come through with Burton snowboarding has gotten to this like peak of culture lately and I think a lot of people can either see that as a very scary thing or they can see it as an opportunity to create new worlds within that Um, and it's not just to say like let's lose our culture let's lose what we've built but let's bring people in that probably never even thought snowboarding was in their in their mind like isn't even a light in the tunnel right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think for, so for me personally, I love snowboarding. I have based all my life decisions around snowboarding. I've fallen in love on chairlifts and I've, you know, all my business decisions have been based on if I can run my business from the mountains and um, like I've based my whole entire life, every single decision around snowboarding. And I've still never really felt like cool enough. Like I almost have, even though I shred every day and I have a really good time doing that, um, I still have never really felt like that culture is for me. But I do remember the moment snowboarding changed my life, which was I was 14 and I was in a movie theater watching the movie Out Cold. Best which is like, movie ever. <laughs> right? And, yeah. and, and that's the first time that Hollywood had given me a character that I could identify with. I mean, it was the snowboarder Jenny. And I was like, oh, she's so cool. She's on Hangman's Peak and they've got that yellow forum board, you know? And I was yes. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be her. Um, and so I did. I like base, I like was 14. And I was like, that's it. Forget every other plan. I'm going to go be a snowboarder. Um, Love that. <laughs> you know, and like, what if I hadn't had that hero? What if I hadn't been able to see myself in this cool snowboard chick in Hollywood? And like, I just think representation matters so much in just showing a kid what's out there. Oh, absolutely. I think too, like 
So I didn't step on a snowboard until I got the job at Burton. And that was in itself extremely intimidating. And um, Burton has always, you know, been very transparent about that you don't need to be a snowboarder to work here. But, you know, I won't lie, it definitely helps to understand more of how this became a living, breathing thing. And so, you know, the intimidation factor is, you know, frankly, still there sometimes. I have definitely grown beyond what I thought was possible in like my snowboarding to this point. But, you know, the imposter syndrome is there. And I think, you know, you look around this company and also the culture in general, and you see it changing so rapidly um, for good, in my opinion. And like Jess Camira just recently came out with um, a film called Learning to Drown, which um, for everybody listening, like pause this, come back to it, but we'll go watch Learning to Drown really quickly. Um, And it just shows the like stand, like it's one of the most um, mind bending things to snowboard because it is like, it'll test your physical and mental thought process. And I'm not even jumping off these huge that I can't even imagine what that, um, what that kind of physical and mental strength that takes, but, um, it really tests you as a person. And that is a very beautiful thing because it also with that test comes a lot of freedom and, um, confidence. I think I would have never had previously. Um, and then you look at Jessica Mir and she's, she's making this whole, I don't know, industry better by bringing in um, a hole that has not been filled, which is basically bringing in a bunch of women and representing them and having their own film so that they have a space to um, really explore themselves and get better without judgment. And I think she put it really perfectly in that movie and said, you know, women are always, you know, kind of the joke. And, you know, you can, you can joke around in this industry and be, um, you know, be a part of the guys group and things like that. But at what expense, uh, do the women really get like put into the butt of the joke at all times? So I think to have a space, you just have to look around this industry and see where the holes are. Like there's millions of holes that have not been filled. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, there's so much opportunity to like level the playing field. And so I don't know. It's exciting. It can be really intimidating. You think about all the things you want to do to make this place better or how you can be better. Um, And it's intimidating. And there's a lot of history and culture behind snowboarding that it, it, you know, it can really be hard to push that boundary or push really be the one that wants to push it in front of everybody. So it's a tough thing, you know? Yeah, it is. (laughs) Do you need to transcribe a video or podcast episode? This saved us a ton of time once we learned about it. Look no further than Descript. We use it to create transcriptions for every episode of Outside by Design. That way, Iris can have a life outside of work. Descript allows you to record, transcribe, edit, mix, collaborate, and master your audio and video all in one app. Click on the link in the show notes to discover Descript and start transcribing videos and podcasts. We had you fill out a form before the podcast, um, but it's your values come through so much to me, but your three values, when we asked what are your top three values, you answered be open-minded and flexible, 
create space and time for living and don't take yourself too seriously. And I just, I hear that in your creative process and your approach to snowboarding. And um, yeah, I think you're a person who really lives her values. For sure. And I think, you know, I wrote those especially because I see um, not only design, but snowboarding in senses where it's been taken or it's taken itself too seriously, you know, and that really drains a lot of life out of so many beautiful things. And it also really cuts off communication to new ideas and new people. When you really have a rigid line of how things should go, uh, it really, you know, intimidates people to not want to take a step towards something different. Um, I think for a long time at Burton, to nobody's fault, I think I, my imposter syndrome had been so bad because I wasn't really within this world. And I, you know, grew up in the middle of the country where, you know, the outdoors weren't, weren't a priority. I think in my mind, I just, I didn't have the right to be saying how things should go. Um, and, you know, I still have days like that. I'm not, I'm definitely will not sit here and tell you I've overcome all of that, but I think I've realized the benefit of what it, what it is to be new to the sport, what it is to be, um, a woman in the sport, what it is to be a designer in this sport too. Um, and I think something too, I will point out specifically with board graphics and like my values that I, um, shared with you, I think because there's so much history, um, and there's so many opinions and people in the room, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult to really find, like know yourself what's right or wrong when it comes to design for the snowboard world. You feel like you're trying to please so many different people. Um, there's so many people that ride snowboards and all of them want something out of this board. So I think mm-hmm. that um, for, for a while now has been intimidating for me. And like, you know, I've like, will lose sleep over like, oh, I hope that person loves this board or this person, you know, is excited about this graphic. And I think at the end of the day, you really have to remind yourself that it's just design. It's just snowboarding. It's not going to solve every world problem, but it definitely can bring joy. So just remind yourself, like, those are what is important, that this sport is fun and the sport doesn't have rules, even though many people will tell you it does, but there is, there's no rules. And so why, I don't know, why subject yourself to all these hard lines when there's so much that can come out of these ideas, if that makes any sense. I think like, it's been really beautiful to work here because I have like shifted my mindset about a thousand times because it's never what I thought it would be. And, um, there's so many good people here that have such great ideas that could be elevated for sure. And so, um, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing to see. It really seems like you design from a place of generosity. You know, you're not like, I'm designing this because it's cool and I think it looks good. You're like, you're laying awake at night being like, I hope this person likes this board. Like what a, what a generous space to create from. Totally. And I mean, that also, you know, 
that can also be a blessing and a curse for me because I think there's times when, you know, you got to just shut it off. Like I'm off the clock and I can't design for you anymore. Um, what I love about design personally is that you can create something out of like complete nothingness and that mm -hmm. you can also create a living, breathing thing. Um, I've said this before too, that I've always been really jealous of music because it has the opportunity to impact someone so viscerally and like so um, outwardly that um, I've been jealous that sometimes design doesn't quite always have that impact. Um, it sometimes is a slow burn. But with snowboards, like, you know, I'm sure you can recall, especially after like years of riding, like, oh, this graphic, like that is when I felt good on my board. That is when I like had that memory or the, was that at that place. And it has the power to create this insane, like following and love and like memory um, that like can feel very pressure on me, but also can be like, how cool is it that I get to do that? I don't know. It's like, it's a two way street, you know? Oh, the burden feel good. Yeah. Which one do you true, have? <laughs> true, true to its name. I just remember I, that was the board for me where I really learned to how to snowboard well. And then I, I snapped two of them and I stopped oh, writing no. that board, but no one needs to know that. I, you know, what's funny about that is I started off, um, on the yay sayer for Burton, which is, um, you know, a pretty all around board, uh, is very good for beginners. And I got it, uh, and I, you know, I thought I was learning and it was great. And as I kept getting better, I was like, oh, I'm outgrowing this board. Like this is, I am like becoming bigger than this board. <laughs> I need a new one. And I got the feel good. And I feel like that is when I realized like, oh, this is, this is how you ride a snowboard. Like this is, it. Dev it's crazy how they have different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of, this is so dorky to say, but there's this line in a Harry Potter book and I've been trying to find it, but it basically is talking about how muggles are like so ridiculous for just like going uphill and then sliding down on planks, like referring to skiing. And I just remember thinking that was like the most basic explanation of the thing I've based my life around, which is just something totally pointless, just sliding downhill. Yeah. And it's fun and it's meant to be fun. And I think that we get to define what fun is. Totally. And I love that you even said that because I think, you know, the coolest part about like design and snowboarding actually have a lot of parallels, which is the fact that they are capable of like a lot of power and they're also capable of just being this like weird thing that people take part in and that is like not serious and super fun. You know, I, I think that, the fact that they can both be two things at once is my favorite part about it. I think, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm on my snowboard and I'm like riding that East Coast ice, <laughs> I just, it's just a, the most humbling moment because it is just like the most freeing, creative feeling. Like I feel the most confident and creative on my board and outside of when I'm actually creating anything. Hmm. So I think if, that's another way to like kind of humanize and humble yourself within any industry and any world with design is just like, just remind yourself like what it, what it means to actually do the thing that you're doing. Does that make any sense? Like whether it's 
hiking or, you know, whether it's snowboarding or whether you're, you know, working for a, like a running company or whatever, you know, just like remember what that activity, what that feeling is for the customer and for yourself is like, it's just all good. It's all good, fun things. So like take that like seriousness out of it at times. Cause you really got to like ground yourself again. Oh, I love that. I love to your perspective on humanizing the creative process. Um, that's incredibly beautiful. What, yeah. What else do you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, I think like for so many years, I think process, and I think this is also maybe just a trend, um, that's changed a lot in the last few years is that process was kind of hidden and behind the scenes of how things are created and um, the errors and the complete fuck up. Sorry if I'm not allowed to say that word, but um, how they, they kind of were in the closet behind you so that like no one would, you know, see them or hear them or understand that there's like so much more that goes into uh, to becoming a great snowboarder and becoming a great artist or designer. There is so much failure. Um, and that isn't the traditional sense of the word where fail is like a bad thing. I think failure is, um, has the power to be one of the most like beautiful, humbling creations of art in general. So, um, think that is where I kind of bring in that like human like humanity of snowboarding and design it's just like when you see those snowboard films where people are continuously messing up and then they get that they finally get that trick or they finally hit that rail or whatever it is that they're doing then you're you're obviously more satisfied because you're like oh I saw how long it took them to get it but if you're just seeing a highlight reel of like these huge, crazy cliff jumps and like everything perfect and like they're landing every single trick, then you're like, cool, yeah, okay. But you have nothing to measure it by. And that's the same. That's sort of where I kind of want to bring in like people that have never snowboarded. They see that and they're gonna be like, well, I'm never gonna do that. Like, I can't, I can't even imagine myself on that mountain. But then you see, you know, these like wonderful group of women, like all supporting each other and telling each other to challenge themselves and try new things. Like you're like, okay, well maybe I could be a part of that. Um, so yeah, I think the humanization thing goes for both. Like you got to show some of the mess ups and like be honest with those, those failures because people, I, I think will respect you more when you, you know, show your cards a bit have that vulnerability. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. How, um, how are you growing at Burton? Are you going to be managing, managing anyone? Are you managing anyone? Yeah. So, you know, I think the first part of that question, how am I growing at Burton has been just like a nonstop uphill, like, crazy experience since I got here. Um, I started about now almost three years ago and it's, it's changed every single month since I've been here in, in all the best ways. So, um, I'm constantly growing and that is a beautiful thing because I feel like in any other situation or job I've been in, I haven't, I haven't had that opportunity. So, um, 
yeah, in the next few months, we're opening up a role um, and it's uh, our design apprenticeship role, which basically means we'll have um, a rotating seasonal person coming in and helping with um, more of the artistic graphic side of things within hard goods, but also a little bit in soft goods. Um, and that person will be under me. So um, that'll be definitely more of like a mentorship um, opportunity for both of us, honestly, because I definitely have a lot to learn from whoever comes in. Uh, but yeah, I think we're we're going to be able to have a really great opportunity with that because it'll be much more of like a I guess a way for Burton to peek outside of it's like peek outside of the world that is existing beyond just Burton and bringing someone in with fresh perspective. Um, and it's going to be kind of like a continuous thing. Um, and the hope is to eventually grow it into this, like sort of a, um, we want it to become like a really great experience that can be like a rotating person that really brings a new fresh perspective for us every time. So yeah, it'll be really cool. Once it's posted, it should be posted within the next few months. Cool. Cool. Well, is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to share with our audience? Oh, man, I don't think so. I think, you know, just, yeah. Remind yourself that, like, all of this is just, like, to make people feel good and happy and confident and that, like, there's no finish line that we're all trying to reach. And there's no like all knowing snowboard God at the top of the hill, like telling you what's right or what's wrong. So just, you know, remember that you can make up all your own rules within this kind of stuff, which has been the best experience for me to remember. Mm. Well, you Casey are just a really cool human. And (laughs) Burton knew what they were doing when they hired you. Let me. Oh God, I that is so nice of you to hear, or to, for me to hear, because sometimes I'm like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> oh no, you got you got it going on. I love your creative approach and your relationship to work and your relationship to your own voice within the company. I yeah, I just think you are kind of a genius, quite oh, frankly. Wow, thank you. Uh, that is not at all how it feels, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your wisdom. This has yeah, been Yeah, this has been, been so amazing. great. I'm so glad you're also like having this podcast for like, you know, people that wouldn't typically be able to speak on this kind of stuff too. So that's really cool. So keep doing this for sure. Awesome. Well, where can people follow you online and where can people get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, let's see. I guess uh, my Instagram is just at Casey Schuyler. So feel free to follow me or find me there. Um, but other than that, you know, if you don't snowboard, my request is try it and, you know, fall 5,000 times, but maybe one time you'll have like one good line and you'll be like, okay, that was pretty fun. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Outside by Design. This show is produced by Wheelie. Wheelie is a creative agency that specializes in helping brands articulate and amplify what they stand for, what they believe in, and make really cool creative work that serves as a gift to your community. So if you are a brand looking to amplify what you stand for in the world and use capitalism for positive change, we are your people. So you can go to the website, wheeliecreative.com. And as far as this podcast goes, how can they support it? 
Well, they can visit wheeliecreative.com slash podcast to find more episodes, transcripts, and the show notes. We are also found on Instagram at wheeliecreative. Please subscribe, leave a five-star review on your podcast app, and share this podcast with a friend. That really helps us grow. And you can also support us by visiting one of our affiliate links, which you can find in the show notes. With that, I'm Iris. And I'm Lisa. Thanks for being here. Talk to you soon.